What's up, everybody? This is Joel Barsky with Irie Chat. You were just listening to a song called "Longing for You" by Tia and Ayaktane. This song will be played out in the intro and outro of this episode. You may find it on the album "Black Cocoon" by our guest Tia. She's a new reggae dancehall artist based out of the U.S. Virgin Islands. She came out with her debut album last year, and we thought to give her a call just for a chat. Listen to us talk about her working with legendary artist Bounty Killer, filming her own music video, and much more. So enjoy our Irie chat as we say what's up to Tia. Tia, what's up? How you doing? What's up, Joel? How are you? I'm great. Oh no, it's my pleasure. I'm happy to have you on the program. I know you're based in the Virgin Islands, so how's everything going on where you're at? Oh man, it's like the place is opening back up shortly, nice. slow, but it's opening back up, and you know it's always sunny year round. So <laughs> it's great here. It's great here. Um, how is Florida? Right? Yeah, in Florida. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in South Florida. It's pretty sunny today. Everything's going like a nice sunny day in Florida. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I know you've recently filmed a video for your song Nice Up with Bounty Killer. So how is it filming that video? Oh, well, you know, just to have Bounty as like someone to actually do a song with was like incredible yeah. in itself. But then to that for him to believe in the song so much that he wanted to do visuals and he wants to promote the song was just a whole completely different level of like gratitude that I felt. Um, he was so down to earth. You know, you would think like a legend like him who's been around the oh, yeah. world. He's been doing this for 30 plus years. Oh, yeah. You know, you would think that he would be <laughs> on top of the world. <laughs> yeah. But he was so down to earth. He was so cool. And he really enjoyed himself. So the the video is basically like a house party. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you're filming something, you're kind of just acting. But with this video, it actually turned into like a mini house party. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because like people haven't partied in so long because oh, of yeah. Corona <laughs> that just the... You know, even pretending like we were having a party made oh, it yeah. feel, wow, we really needed this. So it actually turned into like a really, a real house party. And I think once the video drops, that's coming really soon, um, that you're going to see that everybody literally oh, had nice. a good time. You can feel that energy. So oh, yeah. it, and it was really good. We had food there. We had dancers. Like it was really good. I can actually feel the energy just from you describing it. So, yeah, it was great. It was great. But, and how'd you like working with Bounty Killer? Because I know that was a musician that you've always actually wanted to work with. Yeah, like, um, you know, Bounty is just a staple in reggae and dancehall. Like, you're going to talk about dancehall music, you've got to talk about Bounty. And so, just working with him and just being in his presence was 
like I said, you know, just a feeling of like gratitude um, for him to just talk to me and be like, you know, Tia, I believe in you. I believe in what you're doing. I think you're talented. Was like, is yeah. this real? Oh, yeah. <laughs> is this real? Um, so working with him was a very great experience. I, you know, and we're still working together because we're promoting the song now. Um, we have a lot more work that we want to do with pushing the song and getting the song out there. So he's been very supportive as well. Did he try to give you some advice in helping you prepare yourself for the music industry? Well, of course, like he always, you know, says, you know, always stay humble, always stay um, grateful, you know, the, and he even said like the greatest people in music stay grateful. And I think that's because, you know, you look at everything as, wow, this didn't have to happen. Somebody didn't have to support me. Joel didn't have to have me on their program. You know? So when you're appreciative like that, you kind of have a different perspective about, you know, life and, you know, what you're doing. And you also worked with I Octane, who was another person that you wanted to work with too. So are there other musicians that you would like to collaborate with? Yes, I, there's a lot of musicians I would like to collaborate with, but I always say, you know, whatever feels good, whatever the energy is, because I don't want to like lock myself out from certain people. Yeah. But I would love to work with Elaine. I love Sizzla. I would love to work with him. Um there's a few other like I Alkaline I would like to work with. Um few others, few others that's not on the top of my head, but you know, like I said, if it feels right, the energy is there, the song sounds good, I'll work with anyone. You know, one one person I can see you making a dope song with is Agent Sasco. Like I just listened to his latest album and that was a dope album. Yeah, that's like it's crazy that you said that because like you know, me and my manager was actually talking about him the other day and we okay. was like crazy to get a song with him, you know, because his voice alone is just, oh yeah, you know, unique, one of a kind. So oh, yeah, yeah that's a dope feature. I agree. So what got you interested in becoming a reggae artist? Um, well, I always say that I fell into music. I was always creative. I actually can draw, okay. um, you know, I paint. Um, so I was always into the arts and I did a lot of poetry growing up. So I remember just working. I used to do hair. That was my first like thing, profession. It was something okay. that my hands. And um, I just remember going to job to job and not really feeling inspired, not being happy. And I remember at one particular job, I ended up writing a song, you know, mm-hmm. and it was the first song ever. And I took it home to my mom and I was like, mom, what do you think about this? And she was like, oh, it's really actually good. You know, <laughs> but you don't necessarily believe your mother because it's your yeah. mother should yeah. say nice things. <laughs> so I kind of took it to another um, family friend musician. And he was like, wow, this is actually really good. And I think from there, I just kind of kept it going. Mm -hmm. And I think at some point, I really took it seriously. And I started to reach out to Jamaica. 
I started to, you know, try and branch out so I can become, you know, international. Yeah. Um, I actually recently, two years ago, how I broke into the Jamaican market was I met a producer called Troyton. Um, he's my manager now. He's actually, um, you know, my main producer. Um, and he basically just believed in me. Now, if you don't know Troy Time, he's responsible for like Dexter Dapp songs, 7-Eleven, mm-hmm. um, a lot of Movado songs, um, just, you know, the whole compassion, rhythm. So he really believed in me and he really was like, I think that we could do it. And so he signed me right then. I was his first artist on his okay. label. And um, that's how I've been making all this progress so far in the past two years and we put a whole ep out together called black coon ep so i i would say i fell into music and i think what's for you will you know just be for you and it will just kind of like fall into place so i didn't grow up doing music if that's your question (laughs) (laughs) who are some artists that really influenced you growing up um so i grew up in the states actually. Um, I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, Coweta County to be exact. <laughs> and, um, but I always used to come back home to the Virgin Islands, you know, Christmas, summer, you know, any opportunity that I got, you know, so I grew up on reggae and I grew up on R&B. So some people that really influenced me, I would say is like Jill Scott, um, Maya, I used to burn the Whitney Houston CD. (laughs) Um, And then um, as far as like reggae goes, I would say Elaine, Itana. Um, I really enjoy them. Sizzla, Buju, you know, the greats, all those legends there, Bounty, Beanie. And so just growing up listening to these different genres of music, I think is what helped me kind of, you know, kind of blend everything together and come up with my sound. Do you have any like favorite albums from any of the artists that you mentioned? Well, (laughs) the Whitney Houston album that I burned out was um, the best of Whitney Houston. (laughs) That played that on repeat. Um, Maya was Fear of Flying. I love that album. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Fear of Flying. Um, As far as the King of the Dance Hall for Beanie. Um, Let me see. Elaine. Elaine didn't really put out albums until like later in her career. So it was just basically like song singles that I used to listen to when it came to like reggae. But um, those on the top of my head so far. But it's funny that you mentioned that uh, album from Beanie Man because I just actually streamed it. So, and I, I like to go through an album a couple of times to really like get through it. So, I actually got that album right now. And I always have a dance hall phase. I don't know why. Like, I'll go always go back to a couple of dance hall. Like I mentioned, that I was listening to Agent Sasko. But yeah, okay. I'm going to rock out to that album now. That yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's good. I like to go through albums too. Like, I like to, because I like to listen to the, project itself oh, yeah. i had to see what the artist was trying to like put forth oh, you yeah. know i know people are like into singles now but i do like to listen to projects too i yeah, i get the whole like putting out singles thing and i love listening to albums but what i'll do is like 
with artists like if they have a lot of singles like i'll just make a playlist yeah that, it, but it takes time and it but i like to cruise you know if it's someone's music that i'm really rocking out to like i'll, I'll make the time to go make that playlist okay yeah. <laughs> well and you mentioned that you were working before you got into music so what really made you i guess want to make that jump from your job to pursuing music full-time I just was unhappy. <laughs> I was unhappy. I just hated like being in the office. It was like the worst thing ever to just crawl out of bed and just go into some like a nine to five in an office. You know, some people could do it. Big up to all the nine to five workers. But it was just hard. And I think I think not being creative somehow, you know doing something with my hands or, you know, I, I more enjoyed doing hair in a salon than I did working at a, you know, office. So I think as long as I am somewhere where I can create something, I will be happy. But I was just unhappy. I thought I heard before that you actually did some co-hosting at a morning show. Is that correct? Yeah, <laughs> I did. Joelle, you did your homework. <laughs> Um, so that was a couple years ago. I actually was a radio personality on um, one of our local stations here, Isle 95. Okay. And um, I was on the Big Fat Morning Show with, you know, Glenn and Slick. And okay. uh, I did that for maybe like two years. And um, it was a lot of fun. And I learned a lot about just communication and, you know, you know, what the listeners want to hear and stuff like that. So I think it helped me out in the long run. Um, but like I said, again, I just wanted to pursue music full time. and You know, thank God I have great supportive people around me that allow me to do that. One thing that you that was awesome that you did during being quarantined is that you filmed your own song, One Rose on Your Own. So how did you film that? Oh, okay. Yeah. One Rose was like this quarantine video, right? So, you know, I put the song out in what, like, I think it was like the end of February, but then the whole pandemic started like in March. Mm -hmm. And I was just, like, we were just there in the house every single day. <laughs> and I was just going crazy. I was actually in the States at the time with my mom and my sisters were there and we were just in the house, just every day and I was just going crazy and I was like you know what I don't want to sit in this sulk if you know music is what I love I'm gonna find a way to do it no matter what so I was just like let's just film a video and see yeah. how it comes out and we took my iPhone at uh my iPhone 11 plus okay mm -hmm. took my iPhone and we just started to film random places in the house we made like this backdrop this flower backdrop oh yeah you know? um we went into the garden in the apartment complex. Oh, man. And we just, we just filmed it. We just, we just did it. And I edited it on the little program that I had on my phone. And it just was my first quarantine video. And I just feel like if there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. You know, no matter what's happening, like if you love doing something, you're going to find a way to do it. So. <laughs> Well, I mean, I got to commend you because for doing that on your own, for someone that's 
also learned how to teach myself on doing the video editing and audios and everything. I can tell that that was a lot of work to put in the video, especially if you're doing it all on your own. I mean, props to you. And so, I mean, I got to ask, since you've learned to do that on your own, is that inspired you to work on more videos of your music, like more on your own, even though you're working with other people, but now that you know what to do, now you kind of can manage it more to the like yeah. your idea. I always like, you know, one of my future goals is to have a production company um, where I can kind of just have all my equipment, all the things that I need to produce, you know, my music and my career. So that is something that I am interested in. I don't think I necessarily would want to do the filming, mm-hmm. but just to know what it takes, I think is important um, for artists to know. So when you have your videographers and, you know, you know the lingo and you know yeah. what to ask for and yeah. what, you know, having a vision is important too when you're working with people so that you can kind of, you know, describe or convey to them, this is what I want and this is my vision. You know, so right now I'm working with a guy named um, Chris, ICJ's. Um, He's been shooting most of my videos when I'm in um, Jamaica and, you know, he just gets my vision, you know, we put Mm -hmm. it, put it down on a vision board and, you know, so it it really comes across good when you, when you're doing stuff yourself, you know? Yeah. No, that's awesome. And uh, we were talking about albums earlier and you just came out with your a debut album called Black Cocoon. So why did yeah. you title your debut album that? Okay, so you know Black Cocoon, um well a cocoon is like the process, the metamorphosis yeah. that the butterfly goes through. And so at the time when I was writing the EP, the album, I was in this phase of trying to figure out my sound, trying to figure me out, trying to figure out what direction I wanted to go in, um, you know, just mentally trying to get myself together. And I was like, you know, this is like a process from going from a caterpillar into this cocoon. I don't feel like I'm a butterfly yet because I feel mm-hmm. like the butterflies when you reached oh, yeah. that full potential. Yeah. But I feel like I'm in that transition of becoming who I envision myself to be as an artist so that's why I named it Black Cocoon and you actually had a release party for it so how did that go I had two release parties oh sweet I had one in Jamaica and it did really well Octane came um ZJ Liquid came um who else I mean you know of course Troy Tan was there um, Hapalos, the distribution company, came through. Mm-hmm. Um, there was so much people, press and media, that came to um, the EP release party. So it was a real success. And I was surprised. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe something <laughs> came out. A lot of DJs were there. A lot of the people that helped on the production of it came out. So um, it was amazing. And then, you know, of course, I came back home to the Virgin Islands. And they were like, oh, so you're not going to throw an EP for us? (laughs) So I decided to throw one here. Um, That was a lot of work. And, um, you know, it came out great, too. A lot of people showed a lot of love. It was ram-packed, ram-packed. 
um, it was a sold out show. And so I was just really grateful for the community support. No, I saw the video for it and that looked like a dope party. So when you come out with an, an, your next album, you got to give me the invite for yeah. where, wherever it is. Like I'll, I'll go because that party looked dope. We got to fly you in. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you actually came out with a deluxe edition for your album. So why'd you release that? Okay, so the original EP came out in, November and then the pandemic happened in late February, March. So it was like, oh my gosh, you know, there's not much that we were able was able to do with the EP as far as like touring, going to shows, stuff like that. So this year I decided, okay, for for the one year anniversary, let's put out a deluxe version and we added two songs to it, which included the Bounty Killer um, remix. Tonight's up, and then also the um, uh, song called Fahrenheit. And so it was just uh, uh, trying to relaunch the EP since we weren't able to really push it how we wanted to. And have you had a chance to do any live shows, whether it's in person or live stream, just to promote that album? Yeah, um, we actually did a live stream with Hapalos, the distribution company, um, maybe a month ago. And, um, you know, we have some other plans coming up to do more shows and stuff in the future. How do you feel the, like the live streams? Like, do, is that something that you would like to get into more? Or are you just really hoping to get into live shows? I don't really like the live streams. I mean, they're okay, but it's just pretty much like you singing to yourself. Yeah. I want to connect with fans. Like that's yeah. where, you know, you really feel it, what songs are connecting with people yeah. and what what do they like, what they don't like, you know? So it's hard to tell when you just, um, you know, not in front of people. Yeah, I get that. You mentioned that places were opening up. So are you planning a, a tour or maybe doing some areas that you would like to hit to promote the album? Yeah, hopefully by summer, um, we are up and running <laughs> and going, you know. So we do have some plans of, you know, um, I have a small show coming up um, online on locally. So small shows are happening, but, you know, I do have this idea of touring by the, by summer, you know? And what are some like dream locations that you'd like to perform at? I want to go to the UK. I want to go to Kenya. I have a lot of supporters out there, Kenya and Gambia and Nigeria. Oh, sweet. Those places. Um, I want to go, like, like I said, the UK, like, um, I have a lot of supporters there. I also have some supporters in Japan. So that'll be interesting to go over there and see what that's like. Um, Where else? I want to go to some more Caribbean islands. Um, Of course, I haven't been to all. I've been to a few. But, you know, I would love to tour the Caribbean. Um, And there's some places in the States like Miami, Florida, those areas new york i must go to new york yeah. um california texas um yeah so those are some on top of my head 
You know, I you mentioned Japan, and that's one spot I would I wouldn't think that there's too much interest in reggae. And I kind of looked into more and more of it, and it's like they they love reggae over there. They love reggae. Oh, yeah. and they love like they're so into it. Like you have so many, you know, people from Japan come to Jamaica actually to learn the dance moves, to, to learn the culture. Like some of them even speak, like you know, mimic the Jamaican accent. So they love reggae and dance hall. Oh yeah. Love. Yeah, I would love to. That's one spot I would like to go check out and just like explore all the reggae. Like, yeah, scene. I would love to see over there. I think it would be an experience. Oh, yeah. Well, so what can our listeners expect from you this year? Um, So definitely more music. Of course, look out for the Bounty Killer um, video, music video. And then right after that, there's going to be another video that drops. Um, and then... You know, of course, we want to put out some more singles and hopefully by the end of the year, we have another project. You know, I already started to record some songs. And so, you know, everything is coming together, like slowly but surely. You know, we're not like rushing anything because we still are in a pandemic. Yeah. But um, if everything goes good and the pandemic, you know, things start to open up, um, definitely more music. What's the first thing you want to do when everything completely opens up that that you couldn't do before? I want to perform. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if any other musician has been feeling that way, but I've just been dying to get on a stage. I've been dying to get on a stage and just connect with my fans, honestly. Um, So that's like one of the first things I want to do. Um, Maybe like a movie. Oh, oh. A movie. I haven't been to a movie theater in like over a year. So, yeah, I would think that too. Yeah. I never really appreciated a good movie theater experience until, you know, this. Like, I I wasn't really much going to movie theaters. I would go every once in a while if it was a movie like really worth me seeing, but I'll pass by like a big, nice movie theater that's in my area. And it actually saddens me because I would love to just experience it. <laughs> yes, I'm telling you. Yes. Yeah. Well, Tia, since we're wrapping up, is there anything you would like to share with our listeners? Um. Yeah. If you have never heard of me before, everybody listening on Ari Chat, um, just make sure you you know follow me on Instagram so you can keep up. Um, it's official Tia IG official tia ig my name is spelled t-i-a um also you can go over to youtube check out my videos subscribe so you don't miss anything um that's um official tia vivo and i'm also on twitter official tia tw so go and check me out go and stream black cocoon ep um you know just Check me out and, and listen to the music. Hit me up. I respond back. So, yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Joelle. I had a good time. Ain't no problem. Like, again, you got to invite me when you have that next party to open up for your album. Yeah, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate this from the bottom of my heart. But, Tia, thank you so much for joining us in Irie Chat and best of luck on everything. All right, you too.
our ivory chat with Tia. Make sure you catch her debut album and follow all her socials. You may find more information in the show notes. Please rate our podcast and let us know what you think of it. I hope you stay safe with everything going on right now. Keep yourself occupied. Go ahead and catch your chats on YouTube as well. Thanks for listening to our Irie Chat, and I'll see you soon.